Praise the Lord. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. This message is from the Glory Life City Church, where our man of God, the Apostle Francis, reveals the deep heart of God for the new creation in Christ. Glory Life City Church is a mandate from God to dispense the glory of heaven in the new creation in Christ, cultivating the apostolic heart of God in the intimate bond of fellowship, love, and power. Join in as the Apostle Francis takes us into the Word of God. In the Akan, the word destiny is what they call Enkrabia. Amen. Are we here? I don't know what the other languages call. Do you know how you call it in Ghana? You don't know. So in Akan, we call it Enkrabia. If you are very good in Akan, once you hear Enkrabia, you know what it means. Just a wakra. But whatever wakra, it has a beer, it has a place. That's what we call Enkrabia. I'm sure that the the ancient ones, they have a very good understanding of what we mean when we say destiny. Amen. And the appointed timings of every man, they called it Shebre. Is that okay? What we call appointed timings of every man. So when we are singing Shebre, it is not your destiny you want to change. It is the appointed timings of your life that you want to change. So Job understood this and said in the book of Job chapter number 14, the verse 14. He says, when a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. So there are appointed timings in everybody's journey. If you have ever traveled before, there's something they call transiting in every destiny or in any journey. There are places you transit. The fact that you are transiting doesn't mean that you have gotten to the end of your destination. There are times because of what you carry, there are certain things that you have to go through. There are epochs of your life. It is what makes up the whole journey. And God has made it in such a way that by the time you have moved from one appointed time to the other, there is something that you have been empowered with. Praise God. So when we are talking about destiny, what we are talking about is the thought of God concerning you. So everybody, when you want to know or when you want to fulfill destiny, don't say, me, when I see somebody modeling, I like it, so I want to also model some. Is it the thought of God concerning you? Because if it is a thought, then I can assure you there is an insurance over that thought concerning you. It will end in an expected end. But if it is not the thought of God, then I cannot assure you the end. David said in the book of Psalms, he said he was, he was battling with God. Why is it that the wicked is prospering while the righteous is struggling? And he said, until I came into the temple of the Lord, then I understood their end. So the fact that somebody is prospering in quote doesn't mean that is destiny. Because what you must understand is that nature has it that once you apply a certain principle, it must work for you. But what makes it different with the believer is the end thereof. God has intent before the foundations of the world. 
That's why I said we can't change destiny because destiny was not created or it wasn't formed when you were born. Destiny existed even before your existence. So for you to change it, it means that you have to go back before time and do the rearrangement. And how God formulated destiny is because of how he knew a man. Praise God. So the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter number 8 verse number 29. Those that he foreknew, he predestinated. So you think that the foreknew is that probably I, God knew that you will be called Adoma. God knew that you will be called Mamesi. No. God knew what you are made for. First Samuel chapter number 2, the verse number 3, he says that God is a God of knowledge and by him all actions are weighed. So before you ever existed, God weighed you and knew what you are capable of. And he said, for this your ability, this is what you can do. But God has summed all of his destiny, all of his will, all of his thought into one man he called Jesus. So anytime a man accepts Jesus, he accepts a portion of the will of God that has been embedded in the man Jesus. So that you come to understand that your destiny is not your own. Your destiny was accomplished in a man called Jesus. And he has given you the opportunity to walk the same journey with him. As I understood this and said in the book of Isaiah chapter number 49. Sorry, 46 verse number 10. He says that he knew the end and he called the end even from the beginning. So God knows your end. So when God is saying that I have ordained you as a prophet is because he has entered your end. He has entered your future. He knows. He has weighed you. He knows you per your ability and your uh, inabilities. And he knows that per what you are, this is the end I can give you. Praise God. So everybody's destiny is an invitation from Jesus. It's like a man that is shooting a movie. The movie hasn't started yet. They don't even know where the setting will be. But the man has imagined everything in his mind. And he knows that when I pick this guy, this role, he can best fit. Let me give him this role. When I pick this lady, this role is best fit. Let me give him this role. But the, the movie itself hasn't started. That is what we call destiny. Amen. So God called us. He gave us things to fulfill and he summed it up in a man he called Jesus. So the Bible says that, that the fullness of the Godhead will be seen bodily in that man Jesus. But in Romans chapter 12, the Bible says that that body has many members. Romans chapter 12, the verse number 4. For as we have many members in one body, as we have different thoughts in one thought, as we have different destinies in one destiny, and all members have not the same office. Verse 5. 
So we being many members or being many, many are one body in Christ, every one member, one of another. So the thought is one, but it has many members. Glory Life City is one, but it has many ministries and departments. And no two departments are the same. Amen. So, to better understand it, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Let's start from verse 14. So having understood that it is one body with many members, let's just do a, a, a picture work in our mind. You, your body, is that vision of God. Is that mandate of God. But that your body has eyes, has ears, has that small lip, has the nose that you have. But don't forget that the duty of the eye is not the same as the duty of the ear. Is that okay? But God has made it such that the duty or the destiny of the eye must complement the destiny of the ear. So by the time I will end, you will understand that if you fail to fulfill your destiny, you are upon the earth most wicked person. Because the reason why sometimes some of you must call you to come to church is because when you fail in your destiny, the body will suffer. Because you are part of one body. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? In first, it was because God desired something he wanted to do. And he said, this one, let me give it to this guy to do it. It is according to his own pleasure. That's why sometimes when people are looking at their destiny, they say, they think that sometimes it's as though God is sitting behind some computer and is just playing some game with our destiny. So somebody says that he thinks that God has been playing with his destiny. It's about time God gets serious with his destiny because the way things are going, God, you must be serious with my destiny. Because he thinks that, why is it that you, you make this one prosper and then you make this one struggle? Like, why the blend? Why will you make somebody fair and that person will grow up and become a slave queen and you make somebody very dark and the person will have to bleach before the person can slay some. Why is it that you have made all of us footballers? One person will end up playing or representing the nation. Another one, even the course, is a problem. First division, so somebody might think that it's as though God is just playing a chess or he's playing a game. But trust me, Paul says that he makes all things to work together for his good. 
So sometimes when, you, when your your life has become like a roller coaster, a and you think that there is a problem, but while it is going up, coming down, God is pleased. <laughs> Because he has done all things for his own pleasure. So when God sits on his throne and he says that he wants to laugh, then he will say, you spirit, go and do this on the earth. Because by this time, he needs something to come up. And that is what will bring joy. That will, will bring pleasure to him. Amen. Amen. But now had God set the members, every one of them, in the body as, as it has pleased him. Let's go on. And if they were all one member, where were the body? Imagine when we come to church, all of us are prayer warriors. Imagine when we come to church, all of us are preaching. Like the way I'm preaching and somebody else has mic. Papinu has mic. Gifty has mic. Doc has mic. Beatrice has mic. Uh, Texan has mic. Echo has mic. And everybody is preaching. Like you can imagine. How will it be when, when we came to church, all of us, we are behind the mixer and everybody, so Titus will do his own, Tattoo will do his own, I'll come and do my own. But when there is that blend, it makes it beautiful. That is why last week I made a statement that it is different when a man is operating according to gift. It is another thing when a man is operating from experience. Because many people are on the pulpit, they are talking about destiny and all they know about is the theory. They have never experienced what destiny is about. The reason why some of us, people are going to listen to us when we speak is because of the experience we have had. So when somebody comes to you with his or her problem, you know how it feels like. It is not because you have gone to school to do communication skills. It is not because you have done HR in school. No. It is because you have come to a place you understand. how. That's why Jesus had to become a man. So the Bible says that we have a high priest that can succor with our infirmities. But now are there many members yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be one, to be more feeble, are necessary. Let's stay there. So when we come, the one that has a million dollars in the account is necessary. The one that is also struggling with 10 CDs in his account is necessary. So don't wish to be the one that has the million dollar. And Luton America said, when you are listening to motivational speeches, it's different. Because you can imagine if all that God destined you for is to carry that 10 cities. And you go and carry that 1 million. At the end of the day, he will come and then he is waiting for you at the expected end. You are not there. He will go to the lane of the 1 million. You are there. He said, no, you are not supposed to be here. And all the 30 years, 50 years, 70 years on earth, you just missed it. And to the motivational speaker, he wants you to come and be rich. But you read the Bible and it says that God has created both the rich and the poor. Listen, 
no matter what, we all can never be rich. It is never true. Although sometimes when we are doing church, we need you to be rich so that your money will come, so that we will further the gospel. Is that not the reason why when Judas wanted Jesus to use the coffers to feed the poor, he says the poor will always be with you. He didn't say that the poor will one day become rich, so leave them. He said the poor will always be with you. We all can never be the gold. Because there is the place in building we need the gold. There is a place we don't use gold, we need the wood. You can imagine if the wood wants to be like the gold. Amen. So the feeble are also necessary. There comes a time that in your destiny, that weakness must come up. It is very necessary. If you are ever going to soar higher on the ladder of destiny, one thing you must wish for, let some small weakness come my way. It is very necessary. Now you won't understand. But when God begins to lift you up, you would wish that he brings that tone in your flesh. It is that one thing that will always pull you back to him. Because sometimes, when all is good, when all is smooth for us, we forget where we are coming from. So in your destiny, in the paintings of your life, you need that one thing that will bring tears to you. Yes, but when you cry, it means that you are strong. So I'm, I'm trying to blend everything. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon this we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. It will surprise us that we will stand before the throne of God in that day. And the guy that we thought is the most powerful will not receive the best award. The guy that nobody sees sweeping and dusting the chairs will be the one to carry the crown of gold. The most feeble the father has bestowed more honor on them. So today I'm talking about the legacy of a fulfilled destiny. Knowing that it is one body with different destinies hooked up in one body, you must understand that every destiny is connected to several others, either concurrent or subsequent generations to come. Every destiny, it is hooked up to another destiny. That is why John the Baptist could never come until the fullness of time was come for Jesus to come. Because the destiny of John the Baptist will only have relevance when Jesus is around. And look at this. Because the destiny of John the Baptist is connected to that of Jesus, a certain Elizabeth has to be barren for a long time. 
So you can imagine if Zachariah had an understanding that if I want to give birth, let me pray for the coming of the Messiah, he wouldn't have worried. A certain virgin has to face reproach because her destiny is linked up to a certain Jesus. Is that okay? So everybody's destiny is connected to somebody. That is why even as a church, in the epochs of our life or history, all of us, our destiny was hooked up to this one thing. And so there will be times that people will come and they will go. There are times that when God wants to do a certain thing in this house, he will bring certain people. So the Bible said in the book of Luke, chapter number 1, the verse 18, he said the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit and was on the desert until the time of his revealing in Israel. John the Baptist came six months before time. On about six months, you know, he had to be in the wilderness until the time appointed for him to show up. That is why there are certain prayers we must never stop praying them. Praying for destiny helpers. Because there are some of us, how? We sent message to certain people. I am going. When I go, 30 years from now, you must also show up. Because by then, let me see hospital. Then you will come and train as a doctor and come and man the hospital. You, because of the destiny you carry, we must sell you. We must sell you as your brothers. We must sell you so that you go to the house of a certain Potiphar. We have arranged with the Potiphar's wife at a certain point in your life, she must scheme up something that will cause you to be put in prison. When you enter that prison, we have caused a certain commotion to be in Pharaoh's house. The butler and the baker will be there waiting for you. I will give them a dream. When they have that dream, by then I will give you the gift of interpreting dreams. When you interpret, that is the way to your palace. But when he called Joseph, he never told them of Potiphar's wife. He never told them of Pharaoh's baker and butler. All he told them is that the sun and the moon and the stars will bow down to you. That is the networking of a man's destiny. Praise God. You will about mount Judas for all you care but Judas was planted to reveal the glory of Jesus without Judas Jesus could never go to the cross without John the Baptist Jesus would never have been revealed to the people this is the son of the living God 
So in our daily lives, there's somebody that is supposed to open up us to one idea and that will be that which will shoot us to our destiny. When you understand this, you will value relationship. Because the person that is sitting by you, you don't know what God has sent him or her to do in your life. There are certain people that the face that will shift us into our marriage and will be said, you just have to meet the person and that is it. In the same way, there are some of us too, the reason why things will start going wrong is because of one person that we met. Is that okay? And all of it has been arranged even before we came. It is we that we think that Esau was surprised that the birthright was given to Jacob. But when they enter into the spirit, they know that that is the arrangement that was made before they came. So Esau said, we will all go down there. A time will come so if you give me the gobe then i'll give you my birthright and no 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 i'll fulfill destiny it is little little things that make up our assignment on the earth you can imagine if it was already arranged in the spirit on a certain day like this i should be the one preaching to you it is already predetermined we hope you enjoyed this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction Leshebi of the Ashaiman Lungwa Highway for our Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. and our Prayer Line Service at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to the message. Amen. So, let's read something in the book of Genesis chapter number 45, the verse number 7. Let's start from the verse 6. For these two years had the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years, in the which there shall neither be earing nor harvest. Verse 7. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth. But if you read, when they were selling him, you could never have seen the hand of God in it. But when the whole thing had happened, he is telling them, you have to sell me because that is the arrangement. And the reason why you have to sell me is because of posterity that is ahead of us. There is a generation that is coming. In their time, there will be famine. But you will need me to be ahead of you. So that by then I have preserved a Bianibi that you can now come and eat and survive. That is why even in our family, it is not an accident that the firstborn came before the second. It was arranged. Because if the second had come before the first, there will be a switch in the spirit. Because firstborn or ba or nobetumia yejuma, Per his ability, he can work and then because of the strength of the parents, now take up upon his shoulder the mandate of taking care of the family. Amen. 
So we must therefore be responsible to our destinies. Not only for our own benefit, but also for the benefit of several others. If you were in the fitness in the world when we were talking about the elders, we understood that by the family system of the priesthood, there are men that work in certain orders in the spirit. So Zechariah comes and then in the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 5, the Bible says he is of the order of Abijah. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. Jesus comes and the Bible says he is of the order of Melchizedek. Everybody's destiny is linked to somebody that came ahead of him. And the one that is coming ahead behind us is also linked to us. So with that understanding, you must understand that anything that you are doing, somebody did it. The person didn't finish. You are here to fulfill it. You do yours, you will end it. Another person will come and pick it up. Is that okay? Because it's a family system. Elijah comes... Jezebel is pursuing him to kill him and because of that he, he tells God, God let me die because I'm not better than my predecessors. He doesn't want to finish it. And now God has to raise another man in the person of John the Baptist. So the Bible says that John came in the spirit of Elijah. Why? To fulfill that which was to be done by Elijah. Many of us are going through the things we are going through because our parents were supposed to do it they ignored it they aborted that destiny and you are now fighting the same thing they were supposed to fight so you can imagine if your dad was supposed to fight a certain premature death in the family and he failed to fulfill that you will have to pick it and fight with it that is how serious and intricate destiny is. Amen. So if you don't fulfill your destiny, you are depriving others. That's why you must leave a legacy. So when you have legacy in mind, you are not thinking of yourself. You are thinking of those that are coming after you. You want to leave something that when others come, they can also benefit of. So you must understand that legacy or legacy is that element of value worth transferring from one generation to the other. What legacy are you living? So that when those behind you come, they will be blessed and then they will be blessed and see that we thank God for our great, great, great grandfather. There are many of us when we listen to the history and the stories of our those who came before us we regret that we were even we were ever born into that family because when you realize the opportunities that came their way that they squandered it you realize that they never did any good service to us there are many of us where we are now it could have been averted if not for the the 
the careless life of those who came ahead of us. There are so many people that there were lungs in their family line, but now they can't even count one. Because certain people that came ahead of them sold all of them. Now there is no property left for them. And that is the life you don't want to ever live on earth. It is the reason for this, what, uh, what we are talking about today. So that we come to the place where when you are living your life, you are thinking of a chamber. What are you living for them that they will come and enjoy? Is it that you'll be like that prophet that after you have left this earth, your wife will now go to the prophet and say, the creditors have come. My husband, he owed a lot of people. They have come. They are coming for their money and we don't have any money. Is it that you will leave debit behind for your people or you leave a legacy that when they come, they will understand that those that came ahead of us, they have been very good to us. So a legacy is an element of value that's worth transferring. So whatever that you are doing, if it is not good to be transferred to those behind you, then you must think twice. Amen. You can imagine all that the Egyptians were doing, it was because God had ordered them to amass their wealth to give it to the Israelites when it is time for them to leave. Somebody is seriously working, making money. But once she say, it has been arranged. By the time he hit a certain amount, it has to be transferred to you. No, you don't understand. Because per what you are working in, last week Pastor Shandov was telling us, per the salary some of us are making and what we have in mind to do, if we are to calculate even the 20 years ahead of us, we can't meet it. But God has promised you that is what he has in mind for you. And sometimes you sit down and say, ah, the math is not adding up. Even the salary I'm, I'm making now, if I decide not to touch it, that car they are talking about, I can't buy it. That house they are saying I will build, I can't buy it. So is it that God is playing with me? No. It is not in your ability to build that house. He has ordered somebody to build it for you. That is why in 1 Kings chapter 17, God spoke to Elijah, I have ordered one widow. She's on the field. She will bake cake for you to eat so that you don't die. Many of us, our destiny has been networked in such a way, some billionaire is a baby. He needs just one prophecy. It is your word that will unlock that prosperity to be trickling down to you. That is why you cannot chip in your destiny. Because whatever he has gifted you is connected to the prosperity of another one. Moses was supposed to be born in a time that they will be killing children. But God has ordered that there should be certain Hebrew midwives that will prevent the death of Moses. When you understand this, you will not fight your own battle. You will leave it for the man up there to fight certain battles for you. 
all you pray is that God grant me grace to position myself where I am supposed to be positioned per time. If I'm supposed to meet that Ishmaelite that will use his car to pick me and send me to the land of the Egyptians, so be it. Because as it stands now, I don't have the means to buy that car to go to fulfill that destiny. But somebody must buy the car. Or you soon bear one man to be also a bread. No, we release I was listening to one man of God. He said that somebody sold a seed of a car in his life. When he calculated the amount of the car, the amount the guy used to buy the car. He realized that per the salary he was earning or what he has in his account, it would take him 20 years to buy that car. But somebody used one day to fulfill times he would have struggled to make it. Amen. So, in leaving legacy for the people behind us, what are some of the legacies that we must be conscious of? There are three kinds of legacies that are revealed in scripture. The first that we have to look at is the legacy of a good name. The legacy of a good name. You can imagine if, like the way recently, people were just wishing that they belonged to the family of that guy that died, John Buedu or Sir John. You see, all of a sudden, everybody wished they were the niece or the nephew or what, what, what. Because of, of a name that that guy left, all of a sudden, everybody wished that they are from that lineage. And I believe that one, one, one way or the other, many of us, they wish that they would be, belong to the family of, let's say, if it's in Ghana, like Kennedy Japan or, let's say, Despite. So you, you see the wedding of the son and, hey, Charlie. The way the Rolls Royce and all the cars are lining up. You and I, our wedding. Even the car that we use. <laughs> even rent and credit has become a problem. So sometimes you watch it. Oh, I just wish somebody in my family had left such a name. That's the reason why the other time, the, the Bible says that seven Hebrew uh, women... They went, they said, we don't want anything. All we want is let your name be on us. We'll eat, we'll buy our own food. We have everything. All we need is your name on us. Proverbs chapter number 22, the verse number one. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. There are certain families in U.S. When you mention your name, they will ask you, are you from this lineage? Because of the legacy that they have left in U.S. And because of that name, there are certain privileges that they accord them that they themselves, they have not done anything. There's a story in U.S. concerning the Kennedy brothers. And the plagues that go through that family. So, if you understand, they, they, they call it the Kennedy curse. If you understand that curse, all the brothers, all the guys in that family, 
either you have an accident and you die or a serious sickness will come and then you die at a particular age. You, you can go and read about it, the Kennedy case. So you can imagine if I know that you are from that lineage, you are from the Kennedy line, I can already predict your end. The houses you get, the cars you get, but your end, I know it. That is what name is all about. The other day, because of the destiny God has for us, he wanted to purchase a name for us. So the Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He taught it no robbery to be equal with the father. He went through all the shame. The verse number nine, he says that wherefore the father has given him a name. That is above, we are reading from Philippians chapter two. The verse number nine. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him. And giving him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. The one that went ahead of us, he obtained the name. We were not there when he obtained that name. But because we have been connected to him by that name, when we use that name, demons must bow. You can imagine when you are entering a place and the ticket you are using is the name of a great grandfather. You can imagine if you enter into a company you are looking for a job and the name you carry is Akufuado. You don't need to write a CV. If even there is no space in that company, they will create a space. Simply because of a name that somebody had made. In the book of Revelations, the Bible says that those that overcome, they shall obtain a name that no one knows. So in our journey on the earth, one of the things that we must be looking out for is a name. What name are you living on the earth? Even in this house, when we mention your name, what is it that comes to the mind of people about you? There are certain people when they enter into an, a certain arena and they are no more there, the only thing everybody will say, if this person were to be here, this would have been done long time. It's a legacy that has been left there. There are others that the legacy they have, they have left there is that almost everything that is there must be stolen. So sometimes you can intentionally leave your face towel there. You go and it is there and then, ah, this guy is not around there. Ah, okay, that's why. Because of a certain legacy that you have left in your company. What legacy are you leaving for those behind you? Amen. Is it a good name or is a name that when people mention, they will ever regret having that name on them? 
In what areas do we contribute to earning a good name? How can I earn a good name for myself? One way to do that is through valuable contributions. Valuable contributions into lives. First one is into lives. So I want to make a good name. The way I can do that is through valuable contributions. How? First, into lives. When you have this understanding, you know why you must make sure that you print your signatures on the lives of people. You must live your life in such a way that when people are counting their blessings, they have to state it at a certain point. If not for this man that I met, I couldn't have gotten here. It's a valuable contribution. You must set yourself such that you always want to contribute to whatever somebody is doing. So you come to Glory Life, you want to set yourself. When it is service, I want to be the reason why this thing is running. It is a valuable contribution. We hope you enjoyed this message. We would love to have you fellowship with us. You can locate us at the Shalom Motors Junction, Leshebi, of the Ashaiman Lungwa Highway for our Sunday Glory Celebration Service at 8 a.m. and our Prayer Line Service at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to the message. Amen. Make sure that whatever that you are doing, it is to make a mark in somebody's life. You are not living for yourself. If it is one advice that you can give to somebody, and that will be the best advice that that, that person ever received, do it. If it is just one shirt you buy for somebody and forever, it will never be erased. In the history of that person, do it. Sometimes you are not conscious of some of these contributions, that, but they go a long way to add value to the person's life. Amen. So when you have this understanding, eh, when it is 31st, your prayer is not the new year resolution. Father, I don't want to lie again. I, I, I want to make money. Your new year resolution is, Father, who are you bringing my way to help? Who can I help? So you are hungry to help people because you are not interested in only capital management. You are interested in human management. I've seen that this one, the drums that he is playing, he just needs a little tutorial. Let me render a helping hand. So that one day you will see that person on telly and you will be glad that you contributed to that. The next way of contributing value to the lives of people is contributing to systems. To systems. There is no way we can mention the name of Albert Einstein and not remember what he contributed to a certain system.
Is that okay? There is no way we can talk about automobile without mentioning Henry Ford. Because he has contributed to the system of mobility or automobiles. Amen. You must say to yourself, there is something you want to achieve. When they are talking about the success of something, they will mention your name in it. If it is in the company, you have said to yourself, I've realized that anytime we come to work, this particular thing, nobody is too skilled in it. I want to be the reason why they wouldn't have to bring anybody from outside to do it. I want to be in the company and I'll be the reason why this one. The money they will use to bring somebody, expatriate or whatever from outside, I will be here doing it. You have contributed to the system. One story that I heard, one man was in a company. He had no understanding whatsoever of the problem. Every time they would bring one white man to come and solve the problem. One machine. They said they, they, they built it outside. So it's only the whites that can come and do it. One day they had a problem. They couldn't reach the white man. And they need the machine to do the business. This guy doesn't have any idea how to operate the machine. He just speaks in tongue. Goes there, touch something, touch something, touch something. The machine—it is working. That is the way, and that is how they promoted him. Just one thing—he changed a system. That is it. Earth will forever be grateful to the right people. Will be right and over right. Oh, what's their name? Those that built the plane, right? Mm -hmm. The right brothers. Set yourself up. You have realized that in praises, yeah, praises are they be a local praises, local praises. Father, help me to champion a certain line of praises in this house. When it is protocol, it is always done in this way. Father, give me the vision to change how protocol is done in the house. That is how we make valuable contributions. The next way to make valuable contributions, which is the third one, is contributions into the kingdom. Contributions into the kingdom. There is no way as a church we will talk about the history of the church and not mention the name of Paul. Amen. There is no way we can talk about how far the church has come without mentioning Kenneth Hagin. We can't talk about the prophetic without mentioning William Abraham because they have contributed to the kingdom. So the Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness and all other things shall be added. When you seek first the kingdom, you make a name in the kingdom. Is that not why in the book of Revelations chapter number 21, the new Jerusalem is coming down and the Bible says that the foundations of that city had the names of the apostles on it. 
There is a way when we are counting the blessings of glory life, there are certain people, their names can never be neglected because it has been imprinted indelibly on the foundations. You that you were not here when they started, what are you contributing? You can be the pillar. Because the Bible also says that the names of the 12 tribes of Israel are upon the pillars of that city. It is because of a name that they made in the course of history. Be the reason why we will now be organizing a certain program in church. Because somebody like you showed up. You can imagine when we have a lot of gifted people. Those who can create music. Those who can create uh, beats. Those who can dance. Those who can do acrobatics. Those who can do rap. Obviously, every year we'll add it to the programs of the church. And name it something. Uh, talent show or whatever. Because of the crop of people that we have in the house. Amen. There is a way we can showcase the business summit we do here because all of a sudden businessmen and women are cropping up from everywhere. How can I also make a great name or a good name for myself? Aside valuable contributions, the next one is great relationships. Great relationships. If you want to leave legacy on this earth, one of the things that you have to pray for is the kind of relationships you find yourself in. I was talking with my auntie and then she was complaining how that the school fees of the kids is too exorbitant, whatever. I told her, now you are complaining because of the school that your kids are in. But one thing that you don't understand is that that school that you have planted your son, he is going to meet people that after school he wouldn't have to struggle for job. Because if you are in a school that the son of Asamoajan is there, you can imagine if you find yourself in a school like GIS. Obviously, you are going to meet people who have their parents also in bigger positions. The network has been set. In that relationship, there is no way you will ever be poor. Not even when your father's business goes down. It is never possible. You can imagine when you find yourself in a circle of friends where... When one contract shoots up, somebody is giving you a call. Charlie, there's a contract up. Where are you? Let's go. Not the kind of relationship when you are even calling or no cry. He wants to also call you because he is also sovereign. You see that circle of friends where when it is birthday. Oh, when is the party? Oh, so so and so time. Okay, we are coming. And everybody shows up. Empty hands. Find yourself in that circle of friends when you call for a party. You that you have organized your party, you are not even buying anything. Somebody calls you, oh, how are you doing the party? Oh, want to do barbecue? Okay, I'll sponsor the meat. Okay, what's your budget for drinks? Okay, 
okay, I'll take that. Before you realize, you that you organize the party, you have not spent anything. Obi bought the champagne, Obi bought the way, Obi bought the way, that's the friendship we are talking about. Not the friendship that Onoko Obebedi, Obi will say, oh, I didn't get some more, I have to send some to my son, I have to send some to my wife, I have to send some to my husband. You see, sometimes you won't understand. But for the sake of the unborn, strategically position yourself. When you see somebody carrying a certain grace that you will need, hey, pick the person's number. One day you will need it. When you have understanding of this, when you meet certain people, you will not be shy picking their contacts. You can imagine you are talking to somebody about your problem. You say, ah. Okay, 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 okay. Where's my phone? Let me call this person. Then the person will, let me say you are, you are looking for something in ministry of finance. Then somebody will call somebody in ministry of finance. It will settle. One man of God was saying that he didn't have money to do his masters. How he did his masters was that one man of God called him. He said, "Ah, so now what are you doing with your life?" He said, "Oh, it's ministry, but I'm just hoping that I can do my masters." He said, "Oh, okay. So it's only masters you want to do?" He said, "Yes." Okay. He picked his phone, called somebody in the university. They have closed that mission. He said, "So so and so wants to enroll. This is his name. Enroll him." He didn't pay team. Great relationship. That means that you to whatever you are doing, that brings me to the next thing, personal development and achievement. Whatever that you have in your hands that you are doing, build it so that somebody will be proud that I have this person's contact. Don't be a novice in the area you find yourself. Let's build ourselves to the place where when we are talking about engineering, we know we have one of the best guys in engineering amongst us. If it is singing that you will do, build yourself to the extent that when we see you on telly, I have Jometel's number. Ah, you want to bring him to your church? Oh, don't worry. Let me call him. Because you have built a certain relationship. You have built yourself to the extent where People now come to you for counsel because you have developed the, the, the compartment of yourself which is called wisdom. Don't remain where you are. That's much more money that you are making. People are giving you the level of respect you have now because of the money they perceive you have. If you blow right now, eh, the people that call you, hey, they will salute you. Job said it in the book of Job chapter 29. Or say, when he had money, even when he enters into the market, people stand up and they salute him. Is that not why the Bible says that the wisdom of the poor man is despised? One of the things that nobody can take away from you 
how far you have grown or matured in whatever you are doing. Nobody can despise you on it. It is one of the advice Paul gave to Timothy. Let no man despise your youth. When you make a proof of that which has been given to you, nobody can despise you. God has gifted you with the gift of healing. If even you are poor, for the sake of that gift, people will respect you. Because you have to come to you. Any area that you find yourself, if you are selling, sell it to the extent that you have branded it in such a, in such a way that people will travel just to come to you and buy. It is a name that you have made for yourself. That is why when people are going for functions, they won't go to any boutique whatsoever and go and buy from them. The reason why some of the fashion designers we have around them, Nana Mama Brown won't come to them to sew, is because there is no good name they are carrying. There are certain people, one man of God was saying that Abadano Sheno. One guy was outside the country. He is doing it and he travels all the way just to get it. He's clothing or sheno. That means that whoever that is sewing that has branded his name such that people can even come to him and ah, who is doing your clothing for you? Oh, so, so and so. Okay, give me his contact. Amen. What other legacy can we live? After you have left the legacy of a good name, I pray that you do something and people will be proud that they will name their children after you. Not that you mention the child of your name, people are looking at, ah, ah, Kofi Jumo. No, no, then no, be And you realize that even in our families, we name people because of whatever those that came after us before us sorry did there are some people we 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 name our kids after them not because they are in our lineage it's because of what they have done well somebody can stand up and say i want to call my son dangote there's no name like dangote in my family line it is the reason why when they gave birth to John the Baptist. The family members were saying, this one, let's call, let's call him Zacharias because we have Zacharias in our lineage. The mother came and said, no, this one will not be called Zacharias. This one will be called John. They said, no, there's no John in our family. He said, this one will be called John. The next legacy is the legacy of unfeigned faith. Second Timothy chapter 1 the verse number five, unfeigned faith. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also the same faith will be there. It's a legacy. 
Haven't you realized that there are certain families from the great, 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 great grandfather, he was a priest. The next was a priest. So priesthood runs through the lineage. There are certain families, when you are asking of the kind of job they do, it's either they are in the oil industry or the mining industry. It is because of the legacy they have left for that lineage. In this family, the legacy they left there is an unfeigned faith. That is to say, anybody you pick in that family, there is faith in that house. Amen. There is faith in that house. Let's look at Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 18. The verse number 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. A good name. Is that okay? And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Valuable contribution. For I know him. We have already established the fact that the premise of every destiny is on how far the Lord knows you. That he will command his children and his household after him. Unfeigned faith. So, in such a family, when you look at that which your father Abraham has done, you know you too you can do it. That is why sometimes somebody will rise up and will call the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob because there is a certain lineage or there is a certain line of faith that runs through them. So if it's a matter of prosperity, because I am connected to Abraham, I know because the Bible speaks of how that Abraham was much in properties. Isaac came never poor. Jacob came and even Laban recognized the fact that Jacob was blessed. Some of us, the reason why we, we have sustained every attack we have gone through is because of a praying mother we had. And that is the reason why we have survived. You can imagine if you had a mother that was in praying. Or a father that when it is Sunday, he will just pull you. Let's go to the club. It's a, it's a different legacy that has been handed over to you. There are, some of, there are some of us, the reason why we stayed in church, it's because we, every Sunday, we had to be beaten to go to church. Some of us, we didn't have the, we were not lucky. Right behind our house is a field. So every Sunday morning, they are playing football. And Charlie, it's nice to watch people playing. You wake up in the morning, you go there, and then you have even forgotten you have to go to church. When you are there and you see your dad coming, you know, mm, trouble is looming. He's coming to call you. It is time to go to church. So that is the reason why some of us were planted in the church. Such that they have to even beat us. Did you go to catechism? You didn't go. Stretch your hand. He will give it to you. 
So you can imagine such a legacy. And he, it's not like he is beating me to go and he will stay in the house. We are all going. There are some of us in church, the reason why we don't like church is because where we are coming from, there is no strong believer in that line. No legacy has been left. But I beseech us, with that which we have received, let the lineage be now converted into that of unfeigned faith. Let it be that if those after us were ordained not to be saved because of the light we have received, let those that will come after us believe in Christ. You can imagine wherever um, this guy is, the guy in Lakewood, Joel Austin, you can imagine if John Austin didn't do the work that he did. And the son of Joel Austin will also pick it up. No wonder now in our nation now, if you don't give birth to a son, it's a problem because they are looking at how would the generation pick up the, the mantle. Because so, so and so will have to hand over the church to the son and the son will have to hand it over to the son and the son to the son. Unfeigned faith. You are talking because you are not there. Maybe when you get there, you even do worse. Amen. Spend your life attempting something great for God in order to leave a heritage of a divine testimony for your generation. Attempt something for God. Abraham dug wells. Isaac came and he had to redig the wells that Abraham dug. Generations after Jacob, in the book of John, a certain Samaritan is going to fetch water and then he, she is telling Jesus that our father Jacob dug this well and this is the well that has sustained us. What is it that you have accomplished in the spirit that because of that, God can come to you and say, because of what you have done, by no means will any of your generations die prematurely. Amen. The next legacy that everybody must work towards, I've already talked about this, is the legacy of good works. The legacy of good works. In the book of Proverbs chapter number 13, the verse 22, the Bible says that a good man liveth an inheritance for his children's children. A good man liveth an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Come to the place where you are conscious of leaving something for the generation behind you. And the good works we are talking about is the place of durable businesses. Durable businesses. Businesses that four generations after you will come and that is that which will be feeding them. Be conscious of this. 
come to the place where you understand that you never, you never die when you don't have lands, you don't have houses, you don't have cars. Don't let your children come and they are now struggling to buy cars. You must tell yourself, when I was in the university, I didn't have car. But me, my children, when they are in the university, they must have cars. Imagine when we were in SS, we didn't have phones. Not even young. But now, even primary school people have phones. So that should be your, that should be your, that should be your priority. I was working when I was in school, but my kids should be driving when in school. People will say, I would rather be proud that my, my child will be sending car to school. Then they will ask, ah, who is your father? I say, oh, okay, ah, then no problem. This is your father, you don't have a problem. I see it that it's evil for us to suffer the way we have suffered and allow our children to also come and suffer the same thing. Let's come to the place where we wouldn't grow to the peak of our age when we have gone on retirement and we will have to now depend on our kids for how to survive. Let it be that when we have even retired, we are the ones sending them money. They are working you know, because the businesses are there. The cars are there, but we are still providing for them. They say, oh, but daddy, I'm supposed to be bringing... No. It is my duty to take care of you. You have struggled to even do your wedding. Make it a point, by the time you are retiring or by the time your son or your child is getting married, you are sponsoring it. People will say, oh, they won't have the experience we have had. Let me give it to them. There are people they were born into, marriage, uh, into families that had money. And Omun said, they are still wise. They are still level-headed. Is that okay? So that should be the resolution of our life. Let's read this scripture in Isaiah chapter 65. And I'm done. Isaiah chapter number 65, the verse number 20. God is building a certain kind of city. And he's saying that, this kind of city that I'm building, the people or the inhabitants therein, there shall be no more dense an infant of days. No, an old man that had not filled his days. That is to say that everybody in it, they will fulfill their destiny. Nobody will die before their time. So that whatever destiny they were supposed to accomplish will now be taken and given to another. Like, like that guy that obtained the one talent. Because he didn't fulfill it, he had to be given to another to fulfill it. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be cursed. And they shall build houses 
and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards, that is businesses, and eat the fruit of them. And they shall not build and another inhabit it. It is not a, a good legacy to live. There are people that they built a lot of houses, they can't sleep in any of them. There are many people that it's not that Ebusiano Momnisike anymore. The people that were ahead of them, they traded with the wealth of that house or that family. There are people that even they have not traded the scanning their whole but won't mean DB. So you have families that you pick one auntie very rich, you pick one uncle very rich, you pick somebody and you can't describe it. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. I want to leave you with this. The essence of good works, which is yielding properties, businesses, cars, lot of cash, is such that it has no value until it is connected to a man of destiny. So people will say that the root of all evil is money. He said the love of money is the root of all evil. We are not loving money. Because we are connected to destiny, these ones must flow to us. So devoid of a man of a destiny or a man on the course of destiny, these ones have no value. But when a man finds himself on course and in destiny, he gives value to these ones. Let's be on our feet. They shall build houses. This is the prayer that I want us to pray. Already by this delivery, I know that your heart is set. If you have been thinking, oh, media, I don't, I don't want to live uh, an exorbitant life. Media, if I get my small one-room apartment and I get some one motorbike, I'll be okay. Maybe that has been your conviction all this while. But when you have the perspective or the, um, the thought of those after you in mind, you now have to think big. Amen. You want to pray to God that, Father of God, in my lifetime on earth, let my hands handle money. Let my hands handle substance. In the name of Jesus. These hands will build and will inhabit it. In Jesus' name. I hope you've been blessed by this message. For more information, visit our website at www.glorylifecity.church and connect with us on social media at Glory Life City Church. Contact us on 266 384105 or 54 Six two three five.